To celebrate this very special episode, the tables have been turned and I'm in the hot seat for a change, getting grilled, so enjoy. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. So welcome to episode 100. I actually can't believe it's 100 episodes. And if you've listened to all 100 episodes, then you deserve a star. And do let me know if you have, and there might be a little bit of a reprise if you can prove it to me as well. So I thought for this episode that we would do something a little bit different. I was having a conversation with those people that are in my current mastermind group, and I ran an idea by them, and they all loved it. Which was that normally for me, I'm the one that's asking people questions or I'm the one that's sharing things on the podcast. And instead, we thought, let's do a role reversal. So how about having podcast listeners, current clients, previous clients, friends, family ask questions and for me to be grilled for once? And who better to do the grilling? None other than my beautiful wife that many of you have heard about on this podcast episode many times. I should say, I don't think Shireen's ever really listened to a full episode, thankfully, but she definitely has featured in many of the episodes as well. So I'm going to do less of the talking. I'm going to hand over to Shireen. She also had the brilliant idea of, instead of just having this as an audio recording, She's like, why don't we just film it as well? Which worries me to an extent because... An excuse to put makeup on. <laughs> yeah, well, she wants an excuse to put makeup on. And if we weren't actually recording this right now, it is Saturday Sunday night. Morning. Sunday morning. The Sharifs are notorious for being night owls. If we weren't here and if we weren't in lockdown, we would actually be out partying because it was our friend's 40th oh, birthday yes. today. But oh, yes. that's not happening. That's happening sometime in the future. So... The grandparents were meant to have the boys and we were meant to be parting the night away. So instead, we got dressed up. We thought we'd come here. So if you are listening to this, you might catch some of the visuals, the video over on Instagram and Facebook as well. So without further ado, I'm going to pass over to Shireen, who's going to host the rest of this episode. And I'm going to sit back and hopefully relax. But what I was going to say, actually, when Shireen did mention about doing a video... I kind of was a little bit scared because I thought, why does she want to catch my reaction in terms of on video? So I think there, may there might be, be some funny ones, that's why. Some funny ones and hopefully the questions that are asked are not too hard. So last week I put out a, a little bit of an email and on social media and to some previous clients and friends to say, hey, here's an opportunity to ask me questions. And hopefully they've asked questions that I'll be able to answer. Do I have any free passes that can I kind of pass on any? Yes, it's called editing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right, okay, so over to Shireen and I'll let you guide the rest of the way. Do you always refer to me as your beautiful wife? Yeah, I think I do. Really? Okay, good thing I don't <laughs> listen to. Right, okay, so I've got a little kind of intro just to kind of ease you into answering questions. Okay. Okay, so just some really simple things. I actually got the idea today just when we were out for a walk. So 
just to get your brain firing because it is the little hours of the morning. Right. So yeah. easy ones, easy don't. Okay, don't okay. <laughs> You look so I'm worried. already terrified right on you go. <laughs> right. So tea or coffee? Coffee. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Chocolate or crisps? Crisps. McDonald's or Subway? Subway. Mm-hmm. Day or night? Mm, night. <laughs> I was going to say. Not moonlight or <laughs> daylight? Yeah, absolutely. Hermione or Ron? Hermione. Oh. Louise Redknapp or Kim Kardashian? Louise all the way. Mm. <laughs> Wild nights out or cosy nights in? That's a trick question. At the moment, we're having many cosy nights in, so... I'm definitely hanging for a while night out. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and we should have been out tonight, so that's fine. Do you want to get into the... Yes. Into the nitty-gritty stuff that moves us, right? Okay. So, the first question is actually from Cousin Alison. Okay. Okay. So, what is the most common thing you get asked to advise on and what is the answer to that? I take that from coaching clients. Typically, what do people ask me? What should I do? So that's kind of like most questions when I'm working with a client, when they come on a call, they're very much like a this man, what should I do? And fill in the blank, depending on their situation. But yeah, they're always looking for answers or some kind of insight or thoughts around it as well. And how to answer yeah. that question? What is the answer? What is the answer? It really depends on who the person is, what their business is what their personality is and what they're trying to do as well. So I actually find it easier when working with some of my clients that I work on an ongoing basis with because I really get to understand where they are, what they're doing, and I can really kind of help them to go, right, yep, based upon what we've worked on before and what the path is that you're on, I can help them in that consultancy way. But yeah, it really depends on actually where they are. Sometimes they, I think, are asking me the question to test me to see if I'm going to let them go off kind of track a wee bit, but I kind of pull them back in as okay. well. I think we need to actually add, you have not seen these questions. I've not seen You've these not questions seen at all. Any yeah, other yeah. questions. So I'm going to ask all of the questions that were sent in. I just kind of grouped them into little kind of categories just yeah. so that we kind of, there's, there was quite a few doublers as well. So I kind of grouped them together so that they're kind of in the same kind of theme. Okay. And hopefully, and hopefully it kind of flows, but you have definitely not seen them, so you're <laughs> going to answer them straight off the bat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's not had time to think about these, so okay. just want to add that. And I think there's been quite a few questions, how many? Like roughly? Day 30. About 30 odd. So we may, most likely actually, this will split this episode into two mm-hmm. parts, um, just to allow you to have even more value and fun seeing me getting grilled or hearing me getting grilled. Do you want to know who's asking the questions? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Because something gives me a bit of context because normally Alison always asks me IT questions. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, actually, we don't get any IT questions. We don't know. So does that make sense, my answer? So yeah. Alison, you missed a trick. <laughs> so normally it is a question of what should I do? do I mean, and that's kind of a lot of times what people are, are looking for some insight in. As a coach, I can't always give that answer. It's about getting it out from that person but that's kind of where sometimes I wear a bit of a double hat so sometimes I'm in a coach mode other times I'm in a kind of consulting mode where I'm a little bit more of a right this is what we need to do based upon what the work and the plan is so the next question is from Jenny Plant okay she said what's the most frequently used and helpful mindset tool this man uses himself and with his clients for me it comes to the from the NLP toolkit, which is the where I kind of started from, kind of how I got into this world. And the tool that I use a lot with clients from uh, helping them get overcome barriers is actually kind of like timeline based work. Because what I love about that is you can actually really get to the root cause 
of, right, where are they stuck? Why are they stuck in that way? Whether it's a limiting belief or a limiting decision, and it has such an impact on it. So typically whenever I'm working with a client at some point, we've used some type of timeline um, process. I do use it myself. I kind of use an adapted version of it, especially with the question of effectively high level, it's understanding where's the root cause of something. So I'm always asking myself that question of, okay, when did I decide that? Or where did that start from? And that can get me into the root cause of it as well. Is that easy for you to do? Yeah. For yourself? Mm-hmm. I don't do the necessarily as- always do the full um, timeline kind of therapy process. But it's a really good way of kind of going, hold on a second, I wasn't born with that. That wasn't a limiting belief that we were born with, right? So it's like, where did that come from? Especially if it's a kind of recurring theme as well. So typically, and I'm going to kind of put a bit of context on that, that's very much typically when I'm working with a client on a full scale type of transformation and change, where we're doing a lot of mindset stuff and transformation stuff. Whereas if it is the other second tool, I'm going to give another one, it's very much, it's a really simple one, but really profound. And it comes from Tony Robbins, the late Stephen Covey talks about as well. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. It's about the circle of influence, circle of concern. What can you influence? What, what are you concerned about? Can you actually do anything about it? And what can you influence as well? So it gives you that chance to go, we can't change that, right? Okay, how can I focus on the things that I can influence as well? So I tend to use that a lot in conversations with clients, especially when it's like strategy type of questions. I'm just checking that that's answering in my head if you've answered the question correctly. Eh? I love that actually because um, I was thinking about this in terms of what your style is going to be. I remember the last time we were at an event and a couple um, of times at events. A couple of times at events, yeah, where I've been the person doing a kind of QA session and somebody asks me a question. But according to Shireen, she doesn't think I've answered the question in the way that the person might have wanted. And then I kind of say, does that make sense? And then the next thing you know, like Shireen's hand goes up in terms of and kind of expands on it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I've learned from that, though. <laughs> Definitely. Like to always do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I still feel really nervous here for some reason. Why? <laughs> don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in the hot seat. That's why. Right. OK. So we've got Bruce. Is it Bauer? Bauer? Yeah. What tools do you use to motivate yourself when everything around you creates barriers to progress? Good question. Making me think. I'll start off with the motive. What do you yeah, use to so motivate yourself? I think it's about having a clear goal or an intention of like, what we're trying to make happen because that then makes it easier to be able to go, right, okay, that's what we're trying to make happen, whether it's a business goal, whether I'm working with a client on their goal, keeping that as an anchor point kind of helps, especially when things are challenging at the moment, obviously in the world that we're in. With um, COVID and coronavirus, a lot of plans that we were working with or I was working with with clients has changed to an extent. So I suppose in terms of what Bruce is saying, there's a, a bit of kind of external factors in there. But it's kind of very much the conversations I've been having, coaching sessions over the last few weeks particularly have still been, okay, ultimately, where is it that we still want to head in terms of your goals, your business? And yes, some things might have to change and adapt, but still focusing on that can help us to see, right, how do we make progress? How do we still take action that moves things forward, but not getting too focused on this is the exact path that's going to take. So yeah, I think overall, another way... Well, you're into the detail. I'm into so the you detail. find the bigger picture hard, or you, you get so caught up sometimes. So yeah, you need to... Yeah. Think about the Absolutely. So thinking about the bigger picture of where are we and what we're trying to do helps in that way. But also just understanding, I think if we've got that, that goal that's big enough, that's motivating enough, then 
you tend to, from my experience personally, from my business, but also working with clients, we tend to kind of go, right, how do we move things forward? If it's a goal that's, yeah, I kind of want to do it, or it's not completely something that's aligned to you, that's when I find from experience that it can be easier just to kind of go, oh, it's too hard. There's too many barriers. Let's do something else as well. So you need to have a goal that's connected with you. Mm. Now, this person did not want to give their name away. Okay. It's from, that would be too easy. Okay. Only they know who they are. So they've actually put, they've put in a little bit of commentary that will make your head even bigger. <laughs> this man is brilliant at bringing stories to life, both from his personal and professional life. He always manages to turn stories into engaging teaching experiences. How does he do this? Does something happen to him and he thinks, oh, I'll go and record an episode on this. Does he save his ideas somewhere or does he ever struggle to find ideas for the show? They put, P.S. Shireen, we hear a lot about you on the podcast. You're a bit of a celebrity, so I'm massively looking <laughs> forward to this episode. <laughs> kind of think I know who that might be. So about kind of stories, I think for me, that's been a big lesson generally in terms of, especially from an NLP perspective and doing all my training around that. The way our brains work is that we tend to kind of hook into a lot more metaphors and a lot more stories. So whenever I'm trying to kind of share a message or something quite theoretical, it's I'm always thinking about, right, is there a way that I can bring that to life a lot more? And sometimes that is a, an example that's happened quite recently or an example with um, something I might be working with a client. I do love the fact that a lot of my clients do listen to the podcast and then when I speak to them, they always say, oh yeah, I was listening to that episode and I kind of know who you were talking about there. I'd obviously never refer to them in that episode about that way, but I'm always kind of going, right, how could that be something that other people would find valuable in that way? And then when I do have a topic in mind and I do have a kind of a, a list of topics and I kind of have them on Asana. So anytime I have an idea or I read something or something happens in my life or in terms of a coaching session, I tend to kind of go, oh, that'd be a good idea. And I'd kind of jot it down. I'm not as organized or formulaic in terms of right, that has to happen at that point. I've actually got probably about 100 ideas plus on Asana and kind of a randomness but the idea kind of has to feel quite right for what's happening in that present moment oh, yeah. and that's why sometimes when I've got the episode to record to, to get to the editor sometimes I'm like oh, okay you know what should I talk about even though I've got a whole list of things I kind of have to look and go right what feels right for right now and that might be something that was on the list like a year ago but generally I tend to like talking about things that are quite current or what's kind of yeah, happening. Yeah, no, I, the whole, it does have to connect to you at that moment in time. Yeah. Because we talk about a lot of things, but then, I'll go, oh, well, why didn't you just do that? Remember we were talking about that? And you're yeah. like, no, not right now. It just, it's about the time versus what you're feeling yeah. that moment. And then versus what you think people would, or are needing at that moment yeah. in time. And I definitely have what I'd call kind of cornerstone content um, over the last 100 episodes. So a lot of the things that I use, tools, techniques, mindset shifts, strategies, you could probably find a lot of them now in terms of podcast episodes that I've used. So talking about limiting beliefs and entrepreneurial superpowers and what's important to you in terms of your values. And the reason why I've got those cornerstone type of materials is because a lot of times I get questions from people saying, I'm stuck with this. And let's say they're not a client, for example, I always like to give them something of value to say, oh, this might be an important episode or check this out to help you on that way. So I've kind of got some of those ones that are kind of like, covers a lot of the work I do anyway. Okay. Am I giving too many detailed answers for you? I it's getting a bit long. I'm getting a bit bored in between. No, I'm only joking. It's all right. So let's see what is the next one. 
Is this easing you in enough? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, does that mean that there's harder ones coming? <laughs> these are the easy ones, I know, and that one was, they are starting to get a bit harder, but okay. um, no, these are the generally the kind of, bit more general kind of easing you in. Okay, right, the next question is from Jackie Dalgleish, okay. the best PA slash VA in the area. She put that down herself. <laughs> okay, but, but no, fair. Jackie, you are, you are, you are, don't worry. So how do, so she's referring to you, she's like, how does he manage to go from one hat to the other and still keep on smiling even at such short notice sometimes. And she's also put in, she just wants to also add that she has known us both for a long time now and she thinks we're both amazing. Well, we both. think you are amazing as well, Jackie. I understand why Jackie's asked that question. Jackie still does some work in terms of some projects that I'm involved in. And I love the fact that last week we were in the middle of some really kind of like pressing deadlines and I had that project hat on and then I was on calls with lots of people and then I'm just like, right, cool, I need to get off this call in the next 15 minutes. I've then got a two-hour coaching session and then after that, I've got another kind of hat on. And I think kind of she understands and she kind of sees how I go from one hat to the other. For me, it's quite tricky, to be honest, especially if I'm doing things that are quite different. So for example, if I'm going from one coaching client to another coaching client in a day, I find that quite easy. And that's how I tend to try my best to organize my diary because I'm just in that zone in that way but if I am doing a task that's let's say quite a IT type of project type of task and then going into a coaching client task that could be a little bit more challenging and I have to think about that a lot more but for my clients what always comes to mind is they actually don't care and I don't think they should care how my day's been in that way at that point they're on that call and they're kind of potentially kind of going right I've got a list of things that I really want to kind of use during like to talk about during that session so I never want them to feel like I'm kind of tired or I'm like frazzled in any kind of way so for me I'm always kind of like before I get in that call it's like how do I just switch off and how do I be there for that person. But then I also think that you're like especially like one-to-one -one client stuff. Yeah. In some ways, that's a bit of a downtime. Like, isn't you really enjoy that stuff? Oh, and absolutely. like, so it's, that's that's not the hard pressing stuff for you to do. Yeah. So that's like actually because I've noticed you in between, like, if you've been on something really pressing or something like IT, something you've really to or numbers, yeah. you, and you haven't tried to get your head around stuff, and you're like, oh, but then and you get over a deadline or you're yeah. getting or something gets submitted, and you're like, oh, and you're like, I need to get ready for this call. You don't if it's a one to one call, you don't get stressed. Yeah. To go, oh. My God, I've got another call. You're like, oh, that's such and such. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, right? And you go and get yourself coffee, you come back. And actually, so that's probably, like, I don't ever see you stressing about that kind of stuff yeah, or yeah. worrying or going, oh, I've got another call to do like that. So your client stuff is the stuff that you, you really enjoy. I think you enjoy, enjoy, you like, enjoy everything. Yeah, yeah. You do, like, so again, almost. so just for a bit of context, so I obviously the majority of what I do is working with my coaching clients in terms of helping them to grow their business. I then also work in a consultancy basis on another couple of businesses. And that's kind of where when I'm working on their projects, it's a lot more business strategy, kind of getting into the thick of things in that business. And I treat it like my business. So that's why sometimes it can feel like, a right, we're quite in the detail of something. And then I'm like putting on a hat in some other way. Yeah. Or if you're doing your own like tax stuff. And all yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boring business yeah, bits. That, match that. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Next one is from Ashley. There's okay. no surname. I don't know who that is. So just one of Ashley. So what advice would you give to someone who is starting out as a life coach and specifically around how to find clients? First of all, don't call yourself a life coach. <laughs> I've got 
No, you can. Kind of bond. You yeah. can. You personally don't yeah. like that title. And the reason why, so let me give a bit of context around it is, I see so many people out there, and I'm talking from experience because this is what I did, like, what, 13 years ago? So when I first started, I was doing NLP training courses, and then it was like, okay, I can help you with this. And then even on my business card, I, I cringe now when I think back to it. It was like, a, I can help you in your relationships. I can help you in your stop smoking. I can help you with life. I can help you with the relationships in that way. So even now, when I hear people talk about kind of, I'm a life coach, I just think that they are potentially making life harder than it needs to be from a business perspective because in a lot of research I've done and a lot of studies and a lot of people I speak to they don't tend to wake up and going I need a life coach what they tend to want is to solve something particular so going back to kind of the questions whenever I'm coaching anybody and if we're having this conversation especially if they're in coaching and they're saying that they want to even label themselves as a life coach perfect it's totally up to individuals as well but as long as we can help them to get a bit more focused a bit more niched down that absolutely makes a difference for them that word niche i know shouldn't say to this word niche in no i don't life. hate it <laughs> it's just there was a long time but it was the only word floating about <laughs> niche, <to> <laughs> niche niche what's my niche what's my niche perfecting the niche I know. I finding back, the niche i used to come back from conferences and say right shireen i need to kind of nail down my niche i'm too generic in that way as well but when you were a life coach when it, yeah and that's kind of where <laughs> Honestly, but it's so much easier if you kind of go, this is what I help people do. And that then allows you to kind of like show up and go, right, this is... So when people want to refer you to them, friends or other kind of clients, it just makes life a lot easier as well. So my advice on that is just kind of go a bit deeper. Think about who do you really want to add value to? Who do you love working with? What do you want to kind of be known for a wee bit more? And I'm absolutely sure, and I kind of know what Ashley is that's asking this question now I'm sure that'll help you to take what it is and then kind of be a bit more focused and that just will help you massively from a marketing point of view from a communication point of view and just even making it easier for you and other people in particular what's that USP thing yeah it's like, what you stand out for and then that'll help find the client because then it went on to like specifically around how you find clients so yeah because once you know that then it allows you to then go right where do they hang out how do I connect with them how do I help them in that way and again the reason why and I know I was a bit flippant at the start when I said that is even the amount of times I've been to networking events and then you see somebody and like I'm quite nosy kind of when I'm like out and about and watch people and if you see people being introduced and you know one person oh I'm a life coach and you kind of see the other person going their, their eyes just roll it's like oh so that's kind of why it's like if you make it a lot more specific it makes it easier for you and for others okay so I was putting you down to begin with because I thought that was a bit you don't like the term life Not coach no. but actually no no it makes total sense so I get that now yeah it's much better to try and delve deeper into yourself exactly. otherwise you'll just get in your own way yeah but then that should that will help to find the yeah. clients if you narrow down what it is that you're an expert at yeah okay cool Right, so and the next question is from Jay. We just okay. put the letter J, no surname, just Jay. Are there any drawbacks or negative things about being a coach? Quite a few, actually. <laughs> oh, um, how truthful are you going to be? Yeah, yeah, so, okay, the couple of things that come to mind is some of the drawbacks. First of all, I think it's, chat. well, I can only talk for myself, right? I think sometimes when you're coaching other people, it puts a kind of a an expectation on myself to kind of go I need to have things sorted in that way so actually I think sometimes I can be really hard on myself thinking I really need to do that because I can't say that 
or I can't be talking about that if to my clients, if I'm not focusing on that as well. So I think that can actually sometimes make it harder to kind of just give myself a bit of a break is probably one thing because of kind of what I do. The other thing, and this sounds horrible when I say this, right, but I actually think because the amount of times of what I do for my day job and I absolutely love what I do, I actually think it sometimes has a negative impact on friends and family and when they're going through some challenges at times because sometimes I kind of go oh, it's like in my head I'm going right how am I trying to help this person am I going to go in coaching mode and then it's not appropriate so actually sometimes I just kind of go and I kind of like kind of shy away from it a wee bit and I just don't think I actually if, so if I wasn't a coach doing that full time I probably would show up a lot better for some of my friends and family if they're going through challenges instead of just kind of going Oh, it feels like kind of a work mode. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I get that. So that's another thing. So I think sometimes I kind of go, if I wasn't doing that full time. I know, but then I think that's probably another area that, oh, I do get, there. there's a bit of guilt there, but I also think you're being a bit hard on yourself as well because you are. Yeah, but no, obviously, I, I don't get me wrong, like when I'm with friends and family, I don't kind of turn around and go, no, 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 don't talk to me about it and stuff in that way. But there are times where, and I've had conversations with some of my friends and family kind of going, right, how do we want me to show up? Like, what's man is showing up here? Well, that's the men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. So men are looking to <laughs> give the solution. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes women just want you to hear everything that's in our brain. You yeah. don't need to give a solution. <laughs> and and I've told you that lots. Of, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I'm not looking for a solution. I'm just looking for you to yeah. sit and listen to me. Absolutely. And but, go, okay, Shireen. Yeah. Yes, Shireen. But it's also frustrating in another sense, right? So, and I think that's been a lesson. As a coach, another drawback is of it is don't give too many drawbacks, by the way. No, no, but just be honest, right? No, no, but it's like trying to fix stuff. So there are times when I kind of go, oh, I can help with that, or that doesn't have to be like that for you. And then again, I think it kind of goes back to what I kind of said before. There have been times over the years where some of my friends have tried to kind of help, and but then we've had at a point going, hold on, you know, I'm just going to show up as being a friend, and I'm actually not going to try and fix something for well, you, get, you know, I sometimes get frustrated going come on seriously you're still talking about that you've not made that change uh, but that's blurred lines so that's where you've got yeah that's harder I think for there's quite a few people in your life where they potentially started off as clients yeah or but people then, in my kind of uh -huh, professional world but then yeah. yeah it's like you never refer to anyone as purely clients oh, it's totally like not. we come into the rapid transformation family yeah totally. you know what I mean and then it's even last time I said, I don't even know a lot of your a lot of your clients. Obviously, some have said that they know me. Yeah. But it's a case of what like they feel like they know me as much as and I same as like just generally about your business and stuff yeah. that's going on. Like we talk about your business a lot. So I feel mm. like I'm very much heavily involved oh, totally. with your business as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that that can be harder to do when you've got the you're normally a bit more conscious where about your hats. Yeah. Definitely. Probably it's, more so and, than and you sometimes need to be, is that element of going right. And that's kind of what I was meaning a wee bit with kind of like friends and family kind of time. Sometimes I kind of go, I'm out on a night out or we're here and I kind of just, that's where I want to kind of be. And sometimes I kind of go, and I have found myself in that situation when if they're kind of talking about something, I kind of go, okay, cool. And I try and kind of find a way to exit from that conversation just so that I don't go into coach mode in that way. Yeah. Do you think way. since you started your business that there is friends and family that come to you because of what you do, because you do it for a living, yeah. so they think you can help. You think so? Yeah. Not as much over the last few years when I've focused a bit more working with business owners. Yeah. But yeah, like um, I suppose in the beginning, yeah, beginning, when you're yeah, a yeah. when you're a life coach. Yeah, when I was helping people <laughs> phobias and overcoming, relationships and yeah, relationships and stop smoking and. But then 
I think this is where me and you are a bit more a bit similar. Yeah. Is that generally I think we are types of people that people like to talk to. Yeah, totally. So I mean, so I think that's probably where when you found your business acumen, then you've gone into the, the world yeah. you're in, and then also the like what is it you do yeah. and find your niche it's because generally those people would have come to you anyway so that's yeah. probably something it's like a, your natural superpower yeah. it's probably underlying but I always do going back to the question I always do wonder like if I didn't because I love NLP and kind of that's how I started in that way and I had that whole kind of like that wow factor that magic factor around it and I always wonder for those that have learned it but then didn't do it in a business point of view yeah how that is for them compared to because a lot of times I'm kind of going right that's my job effectively in that way and that's kind of why I think sometimes that's what I would say is kind of one of the kind of drawbacks around it is sometimes actually I take things for granted that's another thing that comes on like because I've seen people create massive breakthroughs over the years now over 13 years and it's not com- well as a wee bit complacent sometimes but I remember the first time I'd go wow like that person's like completely let go of that baggage in that way and then, like, the more and more you do it, you kind of go, oh, cool. Well, yeah, I expect that to happen. But for them still, it's like that that first time that they're aware of it. So I think sometimes I kind of feel like it's not as magical compared to what other people experience because I kind of do this day in and out, which is kind of a wee bit of, like, the drawback. But it's not a, not a big drawback, but it's just what comes up. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah. thought about that before, but hey. No, but you that? still... Who asked me that, G? Yeah. Who's G? I don't know. Just G with a drop. Good question, though. <laughs> okay. Well, this kind of leads into the next question, which is Vary's question. Okay. And you were a wee bit late, Vary, because you submitted this like literally like this evening, and I had already pulled my questions together, but it's fine. I had it. I slipped it in. <laughs> Are you eight? Well, because what was the deadline yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Friday night, yeah. Okay. Vary would like to know: Are you able to switch off from coaching? at home or do you find yourself reaching for post-it notes when a decision needs to be made about something for example dinner hate that question decoration holidays or having another baby (laughs) (laughs) your face that just for clarity that's not having another baby i.e baby number four i think she's referring to when we had number three three, yeah yeah Um, do you switch off from coaching i think i do yes you do i do right so but <laughs> this is interesting you asked me that question. Let's just talk from a more general point of view. So I generally, I think when it comes down to family life, for example, I can be a little bit more right, let's, it'll sort itself out. Shireen will sort it out, really. <laughs> but then I can kind of, a, a switch can flip. And if it feels like it's not been sorted out in the way that I would sort it out, or it's not making progress, I can then quite quickly go into... <laughs> <laughs> right, what are we doing here? Kind of mode, and that's kind of where. What's going on here? <laughs> Nothing's happened. Like, what? Is, what? So that's what kinda... actually is going on here. <laughs> and that's actually when I can go from one extreme to the other. So, like, I can go. Right, so nothing fact... to. I want nothing to do with this. Don't involve me to running the show. <laughs> And then I can go like project manager, I can go, right, <laughs> let's get a, a, a kind of a A3 sheet of paper out, what has to happen, and then I get kind of, Shireen looking at me going, oh, now you're interesting, and then particularly Shireen's dad going, what the hell is this man doing so now, this, right? this is, this man has found himself in a new world that he was unfamiliar with before, which is the world of decorating, or the world of house maintenance, yeah. and things that need to happen to in order to maintain your home. Yeah. These are all, it's a new foray for you, just within probably the past two years. Yeah. Nothing you really had to think about, do much about previously. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose going back to the question, if I feel like I, I need to be involved, 
in it. It sounds really horrible when I say that, but that's kind of when I can kind of go in and I could probably be a bit like a pain because I'm just like, right, okay, what has to happen and trying to project manage it in that way. And even to the point where dinner time, <laughs> when we got into well, it's the, the most dreaded question the, the, the lockdown of the day. situation, we actually again had a whole um, kind of like a wee sheet, didn't we? I was like, right, post-it notes. We actually did have post-it notes. That was you. Oh, no. Actually, yeah. So in reference to the question, you are a post-it note guy. Yeah, yeah. Or there has been times the very first, I believe it was probably the first week or two that we moved to this house, the whiteboard came out. The, the big massive <laughs> whiteboard that's got nowhere to live. And I was like, came all out. the different rooms, like, what has to happen in that way to try? I suppose for me, it's well, like feeling like to try and control, have some control, control. Yeah. So you get the big whiteboard out or the post-it notes. Yeah. You make the plan and then it's boom, that's, that's done. It. done. <laughs> it's <laughs> done. Now it's go like, and deal with it, Shireen. I've come in. It's like parachuted in. Right. Put some, <laughs> um, put some pa- order in. <laughs> and then I'm like, right, okay, cool. I'm away. Back into my world. Until you then go, what's the progress? Yeah. Uh, nothing has happened here. Do you mean? Yeah. There's been many stories, I think, that everybody's listened to over the last year when we are talking about the bathroom. That was a great example yeah. of one. Yeah. I think, though, we probably have. What's your thoughts uh, on that? Because obviously yeah, you've uh, got a different This is exactly where I should chime in. <laughs> so, the one thing that people will, back in the days when we used to do like events and yeah. things, and when I started coming along, the first people, I would always see people give a beeline for me see like during break times and stuff going oh the wife oh the part like oh what's she like and the one question they would always start off with was what's it like being married to someone who's so happy all the time but I think though I'm like well reality you're not happy all the time you're human do you mean but I suppose yeah it's like people when they see you in one context versus they see you in another context so you're not like always happy and you're also a normal human being like not normal like that you're not abnormal when you're working but yeah we're just normal so we have yeah. like normal conversations or arguments or discussions do you <laughs> know what I mean but I think we flip we both because I yeah. probably have adapted some of our ways to remember we used to always go for pre-kids we used to always have our like six month like, coffee shop yeah. days literally we would both turn up this sounds really sad so we're actually saying out loud <laughs> but it was really effective so we both turn up with our notepads and our pens, and we used to just sit and chat all day yeah. and what our, put our goals down for the next like year and then the next five years and the next 10 years and picking out. Did we pick out we were having three kids? I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But picking out like places we we're going to go and visit in the yeah. world and all that. So I think it's a bit of both. We do probably bring in a bit of your business, yeah. kind of, or the business tools and things like that into family, but only when we're consciously doing that. Yeah. And I think having kids has made that we've got a bit less time to do that now and we probably need to consciously do that more. Yeah. They can be effective in at-home life, but I think generally you are very good at just, it's just a switch. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, I think probably your door is the switch. You walk out your office door and it's just back into the chaos of the house. Yeah. So yeah. Good question. No. Okay, so the next question is from Buddha. Buddha. Lee okay. Buddha. Who knows? Okay. Let's see. Do you apply the advice or methods that you give your clients to yourself and your family? So it's a little bit like Harry's question. Yeah, I think on the whole, generally, I try my best to. I hate that word try, but so it obviously depends on everybody's circumstances are different. So every client's goals are different in that way. But yeah, generally in terms of what I'm telling my clients to do in terms of setting goals, focusing on their mindset, think about what, they're, what stories that they're telling themselves, a lot of that... I am 
doing and we talk about in that sense but some of my clients are in very different circumstances they've got different goals they've got different setups in terms of what's happening in family life in that way so for example what I'm saying is some of my clients I'm very much like a have a system be quite rigid some of my clients love the miracle morning for me that just absolutely doesn't work for me in that way so I don't practice all the strategies that my clients do because they don't always work for me and vice versa we're all quite different so we need to make sure what works for us values is a thing I like, yeah. we're all That's... different we've all got different values we all but we talk about that i think like whenever i was talking to like i've quite i've noticed that whenever talking to family and friends yeah. and stuff and they're going through there's things like that that can actually or when people are a bit lost especially yeah. then is we're like right well what is it what does it boil down to what's your values yeah. what's important to you know that kind of stuff so yeah we probably you do probably you do apply like general business tools to yeah. family NLP life and, and, and tools, friends yeah. and stuff like that do you mean where you think it's helpful and then there has been times where you have gone a bit deeper you have gone actually yeah. especially when it comes to work stuff with friends yeah. and people are looking for advice around about jobs or changing yeah. career like that kind of stuff you'll go actually right you'll send them on a few things or have a chat yeah, and stuff about to podcast yeah. to this audiobook etc yeah that probably goes back to one of the previous questions about yeah, like friends and family yeah. and the switch yeah. So people do probably come to you. Actually, probably now that you've found your niche, yeah, and it comes to work and things, probably people come to you more with that kind of stuff than mm, previously true. when they would have come to relationship stuff. Do you mean? Okay, now it's going into the. That was uh, quite lengthy. This going into three or four episodes, by the way, because that was just the forty minute mark. Really? So right. We'll okay. So no, they get a bit meatier now. Okay. Okay. So, Mark, is that Mark Ho? How? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I think oh, who that is. Yeah, Mark from, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we did NLP. Hi, Mark. <laughs> NLP master yeah. practitioner and over, well, eight years ago, yeah. before crisis time. Yeah. So you've had a huge positive influence on the lives of many people over the years. Who has had the biggest positive influence on you? From a personal point of view, I'd say my mum comes to mind. Yes, yeah, so my mum always kind of, what's coming to my mind is my mum always kind of used to say to us as we grew up, what's for you won't go by you. In terms of when things haven't gone completely to plan, for example, then that's kind of been a case of going, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going in that way. So I think that's kind of been a positive ripple effect. That's from a grounding point of view. So my mum mm-hmm. in that way. And then professionally, from a professional way, there's been so many. Mark, I couldn't actually say one person because I think every that's- single person has influenced me in some way. So, for example, all the way to when I first did my first NLP course, that had a massive influence in terms of the person that trained me, Kirsty, and then everything I've learned. So, there's hundreds of, like... Yeah, this is where you think you're making it very complicated because yeah. you're thinking you're tricky. I know. Just, or think about something more recent, like where... Okay, who's made a positive influence? So, the one person I'm looking at, I'm a bookshelf, right? Never met the person... Never spoke to the person, but Marie Forleo always jumps out for me, right? And you've seen me watch Marie TV and stuff yeah. in the past. And the reason why I'd say she's had a positive influence on me is like I love her mantra of everything's figure outable. Okay, so it's like okay, you can always move things forward. But what I credit Marie for is because at that point I was very much kind of in the so as Mark knew me, right, so at that point, I kind of left the corporate world. I started the journey of being an NLP trainer, but a lot of it was quite formulaic. It was like, mm. this is what you do. And then I did it. And then it was like a bit of a, now what? Mm. And at that point, it was like a fun time, a bit of a roller coaster going, what do I do? Did I go back to the corporate world? There were so many different kind of ideas and thoughts. 
And I was kind of probably spinning quite a lot at that point, going, did I just stick to what I'm doing? But then when I actually kind of first of all came across uh, Marie Forleo, did one of our online courses, the reason why I'm saying that is because that effectively opened up my mind in terms of what was out there from an online perspective. So from there, I can kind of then go, well, from that person, that's why I started to follow this person or read those kind of books. It's kind of like that gateway kind of opened up. Yeah. What way. about who told you or when do you think you realised to learn to say no to things? I don't know. I'm just wondering. No, no, I'm just wondering. Yeah, or like, who is there a person that helps you find your niche? Because we were talking about that earlier. For years, it was niche, 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 niche. What do you think? Was it? I don't. I'm trying to think of things. I I think it's like, for example, a big part of actually, I did um, one of Marie Forleo's big programs, and the first chapter is all about who's your niche and who's your your ideal customer avatar. And that's the point when I was like, I need to find that. I think that that probably was the the roundabout time you started to find And that's why, like, I'm not saying it was just this one person that kind of changed everything. But for me, I think that kind of got me to start thinking differently. So I kind of think about business life up until that point of doing what I was doing from NLP. And then from there, it's kind of massively changed at that point and that's kind of where a combination then is like Roger Hamilton when I went to Bali had a massive influence all the coaches I've had through the years they've all had an influence in many different ways which is why I kind of find it hard to pinpoint one person but that's who comes to my mind in terms of that opened up that chapter or that next channel yeah these are hard questions well, for throw us, just throw, we'll for throw, throw 35 a.m. in the morning I know but <laughs> just throw some names out there like or I don't know is there there's loads like so Michelle Clark, who I worked in in Marks and Spencers. I remember when we were in Bali together and I've talked about her in previous podcast episodes. I was making life really hard during this retreat that I was on. It was like a kind of a five-day retreat and I'm the type of person that needs to kind of know everything or think I need to know everything. So I was learning something or, you know, we're being exposed to something new and I'm just like, no, I can't really commit to something until the next part of the puzzle. And I remember her taking me to the side and saying, Span like just think about what's your best thinking right now and I use that all the time with my clients I love the fact that even my clients say it back to me saying I was working through this and I remember what you always talk about you know what's your best thinking right now which I always credit back to Michelle that had a massive impact because instead of trying to figure everything out or thinking it has to be all completely ironed out I always kind of go okay right, what's my best thinking right now going back to what Bruce's question was before if there's a roadblocks or if it feels like you're quite stuck in a way it's like a hold on what's my best thinking now that helps to move things forward so Michelle's had a massive impact there's been so many Tad James Adriana back to my NLP days there's just too many so yeah what's <laughs> Bali the magic of Bali that definitely yeah I think, was yeah. a huge like that yeah but then and spiritually and even work quite like lots of ways Bali was just magical and a lot of things I think a lot in terms of how you've developed yeah, actually yeah. changed a lot from the very first time you were in Bali. Definitely. And then, and then subsequent times since you've been back to Bali. Yeah. But even peers as well. So like yeah. a lot of people that I've had on podcasts and like I've learned so much from them. So like Natalie Sisson, Marianne Cantwell, Scarlett. There's just so many people. I, I remember that... back when you were just finding out about like Marianne and yeah, Natalie oh, and then you're like oh wow like yeah, look what they're doing it's amazing exactly. I'd love to get to chat yeah. to them speak to them one day and stuff and now they're people that are really good friends and uh-huh. we're almost like masterminding and chatting and stuff so I think so many people have had massive yeah. impacts on me so yeah 
that's why I find it really hard. I know, actually, sorry, Mark, it's person. not very, there's not <laughs> one specific yeah. answer to that. But then also, I think there's also been occasions where there's been clients, I think. Oh, totally, yeah, had, yeah. Because they've reiterated things to you about, or I, like, highlighted to you why they like you or why they love yeah, you. Totally, like and what our, you've done for them. Uh, and then, or can you, or remember yeah. things so about exa- yourself. Do you exactly. Mean? So, so again, a person that was a client, first of all, but become really good friends and we kind of co-work together like Sam. And I remember like, so we'll go into all the detail, but Sam was great in terms of she was on my NLP courses. She was actually on Mark's course as well for Masterprac. And I remember when I was going through like a, a part where it was a partnership perspective that we're kind of changing NLP point of view. And Sam came to me at the end of the course and she just said like one thing to me. And that one thing massively changed a lot after that. So clients, friends massively makes a difference as well. Yeah. You've actually said I actually should have answered that question for you because you're I was thinking these things, but I didn't want to answer for you. I'm (laughs) like, right, you're forgetting this person. You're forgetting that person. And and apologies if I've not mentioned some people's names, but there's so many people that I've worked with and that have had an impact. Coaches, people that I've trained with, people that are kind of mentors from afar that don't even know I exist, but like have a massive impact and they're all part of your journey. Yeah, exactly. And where you've got to just now. So yeah. everybody has been valuable. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on because this we are going on a bit, right? So Lynn McGowan. Okay. You're always so enthusiastic and positive. What inspires you and keeps you going every day? For me, thank, well, first of all, thanks, Lynn. Again, I've totally got fond memories of Lynn's NLP course with me many years ago as well. Um, for me, what keeps inspiring me is I still think that in what I'm doing and what I have done, I still feel like I've only scratched the surface, right? And that's kind of where I always kind of think about this in terms of, right, I'm in this for the long haul, still relatively young, even though I'm kind of grown older each year, but still in the grand scale of things, relatively young. And that for me just keeps me going, keeps me inspired, kind of thinking that, okay, there's so much still to do. There's so much that I can do, that I want to do, so much that I'm sure I'll do that I can't even think about at the moment. I'm not even seen that as a possibility but that's what keeps it interesting and keeps it motivating in that way it's never ended I think. yeah totally like, whereas before i think i used to be a bit more of a right here's what needs to get done and then right what's next in that way we had a big long yeah, yeah. A big epiphany one evening remember that was a, a couple months ago about appreciating the fact that all of this there is no end point yeah, it is, totally. it's just the journey yeah. and how much you've changed from when you started to where you are now yeah. to then where you're going who knows where you're going to be in the exactly. next you know like and I'm, I'm so much more comfortable with that whereas i think before i used to try and figure everything out you like the script yeah i like that this is the what formula. you have to do and then you get to that point and it was the biggest part where again i kind of said it earlier and i've said it on previous podcast episodes i left the corporate world to start an nlp training business because i fell in love with it and i wanted to do it but I didn't have any kind of grander ideas at that point. And then when I got to that point going, I'm ticking off what my goals were, I'm doing it. What now? That was pretty challenging because I was like, I don't know what now. And I've tried to figure it out. Whereas now I've kind of got a lot more comfortable with it. Right, okay, what's that next chapter? What's that next part of the journey? Yeah, I would say so. Cool. Right, the next question, Amy. Okay. Smiley face. What are you most proud of in your business and life? You may want to break that down. Business, life first. Okay. Business first is actually starting my business. Because if I didn't do that, 
then none of the adventures and the chapters from then would have happened. And you were, when we first met, you were the, why would you ever Ever? have your own business? I just, everyone, lots of people in my family have their own business. Why would you put that responsibility on yourself? Yeah. And yeah, that was the, I suppose. I was a corporate guy absolutely through and through. Like it was like my script was you you go to school, you go to university, you get a graduate job, you keep climbing up that corporate ladder. And that's what I was doing. And I honestly still look back sometimes and go, who was that Osman who was really young and who literally was doing a job that I loved doing in the banking world and then kind of went, oh, I'm going to give this all up to go and start something else and being really brave in that way so definitely that is what I'm most proud of making that decision because it's been such a kind of a fun journey um, since then as well and then from a personal point of view this sounds a bit corny but I would say that my lovely wife here as well Uh, it's only because I'm sitting in front of you it's not because you're sitting here but honestly it's like I just think about the amount of adventures and fun that we've had and like since we met in Ikea so obviously then we've got three amazing boys and stuff but ultimately it comes down to actually finding someone that supported me right from day one because again I remember literally thinking of quitting my job when I was doing my NLP master practitioner course and then getting offered an opportunity to get a promotion in Lloyd's and going I should go and do that for a couple of years and then it was actually um, a conversation that we had was like well but if you're still going to want to start your business at some point, will actually having that job make a difference? Why don't you, whilst we're still young, whilst we weren't married at that point, no, why don't you just go and do it just now? Yeah. And it was like actually having... Well, I said to you, I was like, we're not married. Yeah. We don't have a house. We don't yeah. have all these major responsibilities. Like you have the time to just throw yourself into this. Yeah. And then also I thought, well, actually, it would be better for you to get established. Yeah. I think I was probably being a bit selfish. I didn't want to be newly married and you starting your business and not probably having any time for me. Yeah, true. That's, well, so I thought, right, get at least get up and running, get started, yeah. get things up and running until you know what you're going. And then we'll get married and then like hopefully you'll have be at that stage where I think I just remembered back to when my dad, I remember my dad set up his own business. And yeah. You just didn't see him for like the yeah. first couple of years I mean and so I was probably being a bit selfish that'd be going oh if you're starting something then yeah. I might not see you so but yeah absolutely well thank you but also we're feeling very nostalgic I think because we it was our wedding anniversary and yeah. we watched our our wedding film last <laughs> week and we're all like well, I know one, one tip, tip for anybody that's in lockdown at the moment or ever having interesting conversations or getting annoyed with their partner if you do have a wedding video watch it again because you'll go back and going oh I remember why we got married and stuff so yeah Top tip for you. That was actually a good time. It was. It was, yeah. Especially showing the boys as well. I know. That was good. Okay. Simon said, do you ever regret leaving the corporate world? And if you were still there, what role would you be doing now? Not now. I absolutely love what I do. I actually think I would struggle to go back to the corporate world after, what, 13 years? You said that you've been into a couple offices. Remember you went into my old office? Let me expand on that slightly, okay? So I don't think I can go back to a corporate world job now I think I'd be pretty unemployable but I still miss elements of the corporate world and that's kind of where I kind of have like different hats on so my main focus is obviously rapid transformation but over the years like I've done stuff with like corporate clients leadership development programs etc so even though I don't actively go out and promote that type of work through relationship through networks I still get 
to have that chance to say, oh, do you want to go and do that? And that kind of, for me, I have the choice, but then it kind of gives me that little bit of a fix of it. But when I get into corporate environments, I sometimes kind of go like, how do people, you know, and I know business isn't for everybody, but sometimes I go, it's quite stifling, it's quite challenging. And, you know, there's been times I've been into where kind of Shireen worked before and I was like going, how did you even work there? Especially I went in and it was like no one was talking and the whole like hundreds of people in the office and I was just like, how does Shireen keep quiet? I know, because we've all we've quite often said that you should be doing what I do and I yeah. should be doing what you do. Yeah. So how can someone, I suppose like when I'm so chatty, how can yeah. I work in an environment like that? But, it's, yeah. it's just, but then just expanding on that a wee bit more, like going back to seven years, maybe eight years ago, like even after I did leave the corporate world and I did my NLP business, and that was great. When I was going through the the what next point, I did go through that point of going, right, well, I've done that. And because I never left the corporate world hating it, I still had really good form upon mm, memories of yeah. it. I still was really kind of good at it, enjoyed yeah. being part of that team. There were a couple of times I was going, right, well, maybe it's time for me to now to go back into the corporate world and go and do a kind of a leadership development type of kind of role. There's been a couple of occasions where opportunities have almost landed on your yeah, app. Someone yeah. has highlighted it to you and gone, actually, and I think especially when when it's really busy, and like there's times where there's lots of project stuff, or there's yeah. lots of things going on, it can seem like the easier option yeah. to go, oh, I'll just work for someone else. Yeah. Or like it's the formula, that's yeah. all scripted. I'll, I would know what I was doing there and stuff, but... I think they're just, it's testing you, yeah. isn't it? It's just it's testing, like, and making you, those are the times where you have to go, actually, like, what's your values? What's yeah, your, exactly what, like, what do you yeah. want? To, are you on your right path? Is this yeah. suitable for you or not? Do you mean? Definitely. And that's why with what I do at the moment, so obviously I focus on the majority of what I do is kind of obviously rapid transformation, but some of the other hats I wear, it ticks off, like, for example, being part of a team, which is a part that honestly, I kind of, miss probably the most but I kind of feel like I have that now with some of the other projects that I'm involved in now it feels like I'm part yeah, of something yeah. and part of something bigger in that way but I don't have all the headache attached to it still yeah. it's quite entrepreneurial I'm going there still being me as a consultant to add value into those projects without having a job or kind of role in that way yeah no that's definitely I think you're definitely in the past couple of years gotten more comfortable but yeah. I think it's because there was a time where you're trying to change direction of your business yeah, yeah. and then you're like is this all it is Yeah. and you're missing the people which is weird because you speak to people all the time you yeah. speak to multiple people so it's not that you're recruiting people but I think having that team element was yeah. what I think like if, when it gets to Christmas your Christmas night out yeah 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 do you know what I mean it's like well make who's up, my Christmas I'm, night going to be with <laughs> I make up by that in different ways as well Yeah. but going back to if I was still in the corporate world what would I be doing I definitely think I'd be in kind of a learning, development, leadership kind of phase. And actually, if there's one company that if I wasn't doing this, but if there's a company that I'd go and work for in that way, it'd be Citizen M Hotels. I was actually chatting to one of the general managers there a couple of weeks ago. And there's something about the whole brand and it's quite entrepreneurial. It's quite different in that way. And she was saying herself, she's like, oh, do you know, if you weren't doing what you were doing, I could imagine you kind of being kind of head of training, rolling out the hotels across the world. Oh, and I was yeah, like, going, actually. actually, I'd probably be leaning to if I was to, and I'm not, don't worry. But that's something probably that would kind of make me go, oh, right. I was going to say maybe Facebook. Yeah, or Apple, yeah. just to get the discount Apple, yeah. products, but yeah. Okay. Well, so again, in the, just seen as we're in the corporate area. So Ronald, hi Ronald. Hey Ronald. <laughs> Given your experience in the corporate world, what is the biggest learning or experience you have gained in the entrepreneurial world that you would give back to the corporate world people to apply? I think 
and that's a total generalization. I think a lot of times in the corporate world, we could be, you'd waste so much time. And there's so many processes and so many people involved in things that actually, it's like you don't have real ownership in things. So I like I remember when I worked in the bank doing certain projects, yeah, I felt like, okay, that's my project. But ultimately I had a boss and I had a boss and that person, it was all kind of cascaded in that way, which makes it a little bit comfortable. And sometimes I think we don't always get the best out of what that person could actually add value in that way. So ownership, ownership, yeah. But also like if you were to say to kind of a memory team or a business unit to go, treat this like it's like your business. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. if you actually don't make it work, for example, you won't get paid, right? That's a different kind of feeling. It's a different, that's kind of where you have that entrepreneurial kind of perspective to go, right, okay, let's actually push past the comfort zones. Let's kind of be bolder than we can be. I still, and I do work with some people in the corporate world, I still see a lot of people taking the easy path, like, oh, we can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. But even with where we are kind of in the world with coronavirus, what I've absolutely loved seeing, especially in the corporate world and people I've spoken to is the amount of change and the innovation that's happening right now is amazing. So things that people thought, oh, we can't do that. We can't work that way and stuff. And something that might have taken in the corporate world, like a year of meetings and X, Y, and Z to get through, you're actually now kind of making happen like that. And that's kind of what, from an entrepreneurial business point of view, is we can make things happen a lot quicker. We can go, right, what do we do? How do we pivot? And don't get so constrained by the big organization. So being a bit more kind of like it's your business sink or swim mm. is what i'd say i like the answer thank you i actually wondered how you would answer that but that's good <laughs> okay so i am going to be a party pooper and i'm going to interrupt this conversation that i was having with my lovely wife here for this episode because there's so many more questions that got asked and lots of great conversations so we did continue to record well into the early hours of the morning and we will share that with you on episode 101 so please do tune back in next week to hear the rest of the questions and my thoughts and plus Shireen's thoughts on those questions and our input on them So definitely come back and again, thank you for everybody that has asked the questions so far. They definitely made me think. I hope they added value to you listening to this episode. And thank you for being here to help support me for the 100th episode. It makes a huge, huge difference knowing that I've got great listeners here that really do want to get out your way as well. So to help me celebrate, I would just love to ask you if you haven't already, please take this time to rate and review this podcast over on iTunes. And you can do that just by looking down on your app, especially if you're on the Apple podcast player and you can rate and review or you can do that over on iTunes through the website. So I look forward to sharing even more the second part of this episode with you next week. But until then, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. 
Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.